Hi, sorry, would you mind answering a few questions? Um, yeah, uh, sure, what's this for? Just, just, just a census. Just uh, taking a census, trying uh, to get some public views about how things are. Okay, sure, sure, I can give you a couple of minutes. Okay, how would you say you feel about things that you've played in the last, thinking about specifically things you played in the last week? Um, uh, would you say you are uh, satisfied, very satisfied, deeply satisfied, kind of satisfied, or just no? I'm very satisfied. Okay, and then thinking about things that you've listened to within the last week, would you describe yourself as incredibly satisfied, monumentally satisfied, supremely satisfied, kind of, kind of not sure, unsure, don't know, don't care, don't don't want anything to do, and no. I think we, we jumped between some extremes there. What's the lowest one on the positive end? Uh, uh, maybe one... Mm. Yeah, I feel like I have to go the lowest one on the positive end because you went very positive very fast. Just okay. Ah, uh, maybe about that. No, good. 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 Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, things that you've listened to in the last week. Thinking about those things. Specifically, keep that in mind. Okay, yeah. You got them in mind? Yeah, I've got them in mind. Good, bad. Oh, uh, g- good. Good. Uh, thinking about skits, those are of short, amusing things. Little, little asides what? from, from, from like a, a main thing, perhaps as a, 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 an aperitif, a, a little palate cleanser I mean, between sections of, say, a podcast. I mean, very good. Very, I, very in, good. In my home life, I've done several of those, very, you know, off good. the cuff, and had a very good time with mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Yes. Very, not very, very good. Um, I don't know. Not extraordinarily I'm good. I'm paralysed by choice, I don't know. In a galaxy of all things, it is the goodest thing that has happened. <laughs> this is too much pressure. <laughs> or just... No. Better than that. Better than... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 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 okay. And now, lastly, just thinking about queer trans women... Oh, best, best, best thing, 100%, supreme, top-notch, superb, wood, again. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Iris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Yeah, it's our podcast. We do skits and talk about the media we've consumed in our week and all that sort of stuff. I'm so full of cookies. Cookies. Oh, I ate too many cookies. Too many cookies. And I'm going to eat more, but like, I've had too many, but I'm going to have more. There's always room for more cookies. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You can take that cookie and stick it in your mouth, stick it in your mouth, stick it in your mouth. Uh, yeah, that is it's where all I'm... about the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shall we talk about things we played this week? Tell me about some things you played. Uh, what are some things I've played? Well, I've been playing more Train Simulator. Dance. Because I happen to have purchased a fancy controller with which to play Train Simulator. It's so fancy. I have a rail driver, which... <laughs> uh, is basically the the main like USB controller for PCs for controlling train games. It Diesel is electric rather than steam. Indeed, indeed. I don't know if there is a steam. That would be incredible. There is not a steam-based one with steam Ooh, inputs, but you can use this to control virtual steam trains. It's just not the same. It's not one for one. Um, but yeah, it is. 
uh, a series of dials and switches and buttons. Um, when you get it, you got to pull the stickers in, and I like that it's got like sort of inset little uh, grooves, which makes it really easy to put these stickers on in the correct place. Uh, they're very rigid stickers as well, which again makes it really easy to line them up properly. Um, Plus, probably not going to peel. Yeah, I'm very bad at stickers, but these went on very effectively. Um, and then there's little sheets of uh, paper that you, you cut out and you stick in to label the, the buttons based on what game you're controlling ah. um, as defaults, and those are really nice and easy to fit. Um, and I put it all together, I like it very much. It's very weighty, this good rail trap. It's got a good weight to it. It's very good for having on your lap and feeling like it's good and substantial. Um, it has a speaker built into it. So you can make you make the train rumble come out of the thing that you're controlling the train with, and that's very good. And it's got a pass through, so you can have like your main sound coming out of speaker, but the the subwoofer is like coming out of the controller, and that's very good. I like that. I like it very much. Um, so yeah, I've been playing more more Train Simulator. I've been doing less of what I'd previously been doing, which was. A to B, put on 100% speed and just go, yeah, train, and change the viewpoints. I've actually been stopping at stations <sighs> now. Heck. Um, Are I you find- opening the doors? Yeah, I'm opening the doors. Ooh. I've been finding stopping at stations easier with the rail driver in that I find it easier to have better control over the rate at which I uh, slow down the throttle and then apply mm-hmm, the brakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which has been very nice. nice. I I like having big dedicated clear buttons where it's like this one says alarm on it if i hit that one the alarm stops there's alarm sauce there's a little switch for making the horn go this has got a horn switch this is a horn switch (laughs) i i very good joke but yeah (laughs) the jokes aside this is a button and it goes it but there's also the whistly button. Yeah, there's the whistle button. There's a whistle button. There's a horn switch, and I. <laughs> it won't ever stop laughing at it. <laughs> but, but but I very sincerely like my horn switch. I'm it's... glad you like yeah. your horn switch. I I, I enjoy you it's, enjoying your it's horn the, switch. It's the switch that makes the horn on the train go and. Mm. Yeah, and I've been doing the horn way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, we ride on Sunday. It was delightful. Yeah, yeah. We were stopping at all the stations. Yeah, uh, telling you about all clack. the things. Yeah. And it yeah, me all the buttons. I still haven't had a go on it. <gasps> oh, do you, you want to have a go on it? Do you? Okay. Well, eh, I'll <laughs> n- next time. It's it's uh, to be fair. It, we're still in the first week of it being in the house. So yes, it, it's still very much. Like, I'm playing with the train now. Yeah, every time it comes out, I'm like, I want to play with the trains, but. At the weekend, I'll set it up again, and you can you can have a drive of the train. Yeah, for you, you can do a train drive. Yeah, you can do a train. Yeah. Horn switch. <laughs> um, so yeah, I am continuing to really, really like Train Simulator, and uh, we later in the show we will talk about something, but it has not dampened my desire to be playing Train Simulator. If anything, if anything, it's made me more excited to play more of it. What about you? What you played this week? Oh, I played lots of things. Something from last week that I kind of forgot to mention. I finished The Outer Worlds. Yeah, you did. Tell me about that. It was alright. The end of it felt a bit sudden. Yeah. 
Yeah, it felt like half a game that they just tacked an ending onto. Yeah. Like, there's the the first section, which is very in-depth, and, and, like, there's a lot to it. And then there's, like, the next section, and it's like, okay, cool, and there's lots of little offshoot bits from that. And then all of a sudden you get to Byzantium, and the game's almost over. Yeah. It's like, I'll, oh, okay, chips. I'll say this. I don't think it's a coincidence that that game has a lot of big DLCs. It does? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it has several very large DLCs, which I think the abrupt ending might have been a deliberate attempt to encourage people to leave the game wanting more so that they could upsell DLC. Oh, it did not work. It just made me think they'd sold an unfinished product. I mean... Or a rushed product. That's fair. Like, I enjoyed the the first sort of two major sections of that game, but then it just felt like... I mean, I mean, I got why Byzantium, like the the, uh, by the the commercial district was the way it was. That yeah. was some clever world building, but there wasn't anything else there either. Yeah, and it, the buildings you could get into was just tiny, and it 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 felt like a massive waste. <laughs> Yeah. That it had been built up as, ah, it's the big shining city. Oh, the big <sighs> shining city is corrupt to the core and, and fucked to the wall because it's not as good as everyone thinks it still is somehow. Yeah. But also, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Or there's almost entirely nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It was alright. I didn't pay for it, so yeah. that's why. I, I get it's the impression chaos. you enjoyed it more than you've enjoyed a Fallout before. Um, I mean, like I said, I've only played New Vegas. I played it for about half an hour. The, the, the crashing annoyed me. Mm. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it more than any of the like proper RPGs I've attempted to play before. Yeah. Like, um, I say RPGs, like, I've played a lot of JRPGs and loved them. Yeah. But like Western um, RPGs. I guess so. Like I didn't get into Arena or Daggerfall or Oblivion yeah. or Morrowind. Basically the Bethesda um <sighs> fantasy RPGs. Yeah. Like I've tried all of those from like way back in middle school, so it was Yeah. It was a thing to go, oh crap, it's one of these. Oh, actually, I'm really enjoying yeah. this. Oh, that was a slightly disappointing ending, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, what about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, a quick one. Uh, <laughs> I played through the second demo for Resident Evil 8. Uh, this demo was set inside a big castle mansion house. Uh, briefly got chased by a vampire that was uh, using a swarm of, I think, like mosquitoes to try and get blood from me. And uh, it felt very familiar to some of the early Resident Evils in the sort of big opulent mansions. Um, it felt... Because obviously, like, Resident Evil 7 is kind of that design. It's inside a big enclosed house, mm -hmm. um, puzzle-solving. But the the tone and the ambience of the scene felt much more familiar to, like, the... F something like the original Resident Evil in terms of, like, the... Yeah. The kind of place you were exploring. Yeah. Um, you uh, had plenty of time. Yeah. It was a half hour thing and you got to the end of it in like 16 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So and if you had wanted to explore more. Yeah. And I, I mean, this has not changed my opinion of this game, which is this seems like a good Resident Evil that's probably going to be a bit of a mix between 7 and some of the tone stuff of earlier games. Mm -hmm. I am excited for that. 
that continues to be true. Uh, what about you? What have you played this week? Uh, I played some 20XX. Uh, that's that Mega Man-esque yeah. thing that's got co-op. generated co-op Mega Man. Yeah, I've played this a few times in the past. Yeah, I think we played a little bit together some, some yeah. time ago. I think we've talked about it at some point in the past. Probably. But yeah. you played some more of it yourself. Yeah, because it's on... Uh... Oh no, I, I got it on Epic Game Store for free at some uh, point. Ah, yes. I was like, I'll go through those games and... Have yeah. a look. Um, yeah, it's 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 all right. I'm still not very good at it, yeah. but it's not a bad game for a procedurally generated one. Yeah, I've, although there have been a few sections where it's just like I cannot make that jump. Yeah, so I'm just gonna do this until I die. Yeah, because I keep hitting the same bit of wall. <laughs> uh, so I was like, well, I guess I can't do this run because of that one stretch of, of thing that I just physically cannot make my character do. Yeah, I don't know if I'm fundamentally doing something wrong, but it just wasn't happening. I was like, oh, okay. I think that's the problem with procedural generation is never being quite sure if the procedural generation's done something or if you've not understood something. I think with most of that game, it is done in sections in that sort of Diablo style. Yeah. Of, yes, all of these things are like a, a playable section that has been tested. Yeah. We've strung them together in a procedural order. Yeah, so I think just whatever it was, was I couldn't work out or, or couldn't manage to precisely time a yeah. number of jumps enough. And it was just like, oh, I guess not. But um, the fact that you can sort of slowly build up soul chips or whatever yeah, they're called yeah. and, and like unlock more things to progress through the game mm. that's been sort of feeling like something's being done yeah. even though not a lot's being done <laughs> like it doesn't really ramp up your skill in any way yeah. you get a little bit more health a little bit of energy to start with. but you feel like something's happened but yeah but fundamentally nothing else changes <laughs> from the start so it's like you don't feel like you're suddenly going in like much more powered up yeah you just you might get a little bit further and you might yeah. get more powerful and i quickly switched to playing it on easy yes agreed i was like i'll play on normal oh no no yeah. i'm not good at this yeah, <laughs> but, yeah it's all it's all right it's it's nice graphics it came out unlike the other one <laughs> Uh, what about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, I played a few hours of a game called Hypnospace Outlaw. Ah, this is the uh, 90s internet. Yeah. Um, find the bad things, report the bad things, and yeah. stuff happen. I think there's like a huge conspiracy or something. It seems like that's the case. So there is... Basically, it's in a fictional version of the 90s where some company has made like... Basically a modem that you wear as a headband while you're sleeping so that in your dreams you can go explore the internet. And you've been brought in essentially as a mod for this social network. Mm -hmm. You feel like a cop because they're talking about like levels of crime and some of the things you're having to deal with are like, oh, copyright infringement, go, go strike that down from no. people's dreams. And it felt very cop-ish um, but you're basically given cases and they'll fall under a couple of different categories it might be go find copyright infringement of this uh, goldfish character, detective character that you know is too many pirated uses of on the internet or uh, go track down this person who's been doing harassment online and find examples of it and submit them and you get paid with little coins that you can use to buy things like a little virtual pet for your desktop. Your hamster died. My hamster did die. Don't, was, don't remind that, me of it, no. I'm sorry, that would... Like, but... 
He died so fast. Right? He died within minutes. It was like five minutes. You were like, okay, I'll go and do a, a couple of other things. And you came back to your thing and like, well, that's disappointing. I spent all my money on this thing that's now dead and I'm now really sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad enough that I have to be a cop, but now my flying hamsters died. Yeah, it died way too fast for me to feel comfortable. Um... But, like, here's the thing. The the overall uh, gist of the game is that you are exploring a fictional version of the 90s internet uh, using a mixture of keywords and clicking on links and sort of finding your way around the internet. And what I think this game gets really right is the tone and feeling of exploring a very specific time in internet usage. Um... A lot of people's, like, various web pages you stumble upon are terrible in a very specific way that is very nostalgic. Um, it is really fun to just inhabit that internet, that fake internet, and sort of spend time within it. Um, mm. I had a few roadblocks where I wasn't sure what to do to progress, or where it was like, I need money to do the thing I need to do to progress, but I'm not sure how I'm supposed to get more money without progressing which would get me more money. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of the places where, like, I didn't really understand the game's mechanics well enough to understand how I should keep going. Mm. Um, but I I enjoyed some of the, 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 the sprinklings that were there of there is more to this narrative than just be a cop in people's dreams. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to go back in at some point um, and see where that's going because i suspect it it feels like it's going somewhere interesting what about you me yeah. uh, played some hand of fate 2 <gasps> hand of fate 2 yes do you remember hand of fate uh, vaguely it was a little indie game of uh deck based dungeon crawling yeah with uh weird 3d uh actual fighting mechanics it would go from Hey, we're building a narrative based on the cards we pull out of this deck randomly. To hmm. okay, you pulled the four of orcs, so now you have to fight these, and 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 go do the fight. And yes, it's it's it's, it's a slightly the, the combat's better. It's less mm. clunky, but like the loading times are a bit weird, and uh, I don't know. There's it feels like the the card bit isn't as interesting, but the combat's better. So they've sort of gone the the wrong way on this, or or too much to one side on this. Ah. Uh. Um. But again, it was another one for I got free on Epic at some point, so I don't feel too bad about it. Yeah. And it helped me justify the purchase of the original one. <laughs> Yay. Uh. Yeah, because I think I got that while it was still in early access. So. Mm. I'm um, I'm glad that they got a sequel, but I don't know it. So far, it hasn't been my best experience with that mm. particular series. What about you? Got any others? Uh, that's it for me, really. Oh. Go on, give me some more games. I know you played some more stuff. Uh, I played some Into the Breach. Ah, I've played this in the past. This it's... is the 16-bit tactics uh, mech mech game. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So you are travelers through time, trying to stop these cataclysmic events. Yeah, and in the event that you lose, you can rescue one person and drag them into an alternate timeline and try and save things all yes. over again. 
and you can get experience for like the your your people as you go along. It's not very forgiving in normal mode. <laughs> it is a great game that I suck at. Mm-hmm. Um, I played this a few years ago. I think it's when it was up for the BAFTA for best design, which I was a judge on, and it was one of those I very quickly turned it to easy. And continued playing, and then was still like, "Oh, I can, I can see how good this is. This is not for me. Yeah, this is not designed for me." I think the the whole thing about it being, "Oh, you'll you'll get a like a repeat chance to try it again," was making me think, "Oh, I will have a chance to find out what the the best possible uh, solution is to the puzzle." But no, because it's slightly random in how it will generate the levels in the new area and what, what areas will be accessible. Yeah, that's the thing. I was expecting, oh, I can go back through the same events with increased knowledge and experience and I will have an easier time at the same events. Except that's not how it works. That's not how it be. No, things with the butterfly effects, clearly. Some part of this world is slightly different. Um, it's alright. Uh, it's not for me. I've never been very good at tactics games, so... There, there, is worth a try. there are some I can do, but I need them to be of a very specific kind, with mm. a degree of forgiveness built in. Yeah. Uh, also played some Enter the Gungeon. Oh yeah! Another type of game I'm not very good at. <laughs> uh, it's a fantastic game that can be overwhelming at times. Yes, it's, it's alright. I don't think it's for me. I'm just not yeah. good at, like, I don't have Twitch skills. Yeah. Except sometimes my eyes are a bit twitchy. Does that count? <laughs> I mean, I think that's close <laughs> enough. Um, uh, also played some Cartographers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, tell me about this. Uh, so Cartographers is, a, I think, 2019 board game. Hmm. Um, it's a roll and, or flip and, flip and write game. Hmm. You have uh, a few decks of cards. So you have um, four seasons, spring to winter. And Spring will score the edicts A and B, uh, Summer will score B and C, C and D, D and A, so everything scores twice. Mm. It's it's fine, you have a chance to basically try and do the best things uh, of this, so you will get, like, um, you might have to score all the forests that you have touching an edge piece of your map. You have an 11 by 11 grid which will have some like mountain spots on it and some some ruin spots on it, but mostly it's just empty spaces and you draw the shapes in as they flip over. And sometimes you'll get uh, monsters that will attack you and you have to then try and surround uh, certain spaces to get uh, like the best possible option. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really fun little flip and write and I'm looking forward to trying it on stream because I think it's one that like anyone with some squared paper and some pens or pencils or even a copy of like uh, Google Sheets or whatever uh, a spreadsheet thing where you could just colour cells in that that will do just as well mm. um, because I think yeah, it would just be fun to play that on stream as player. I flipped this card okay everyone what did you score and then just use the, the single player rules for um, putting the monsters in. I think I think that would be a fun thing to do with a bunch of people because basically the player count is unlimited at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 also got a tabletop simulator mod uh, that I've been playing, 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited to try that both on tabletop and on tabletop simulator. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's also in the uh, role player series. Oh yeah. Um, so role player is a dice rolling game where you're basically rolling characters for a D and D game. Yeah. Uh, role players has become this whole sort of franchise now. So you've got role player, which as uh, you generate the character, there's another one where you take those characters and you send them into the world and have like actual adventures. Mm. And then there's cartographers, which is you're mapping out the world. So I guess you could use the maps to uh, to 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 generate some kind of RPG system. Yeah. It's 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 a fun little thing, and I like how it all maps together. And it comes with a promo card for Roleplayer, so you can build the cartographer class now. <laughs> so that's quite sweet. Um, have I got anything else? I don't know. No, I think that's everything else. Well then, over this. Mother Nature is suffering. The world is boiling. The sea levels are rising. And the sea is full of plastic. It's at this time we speak to noted charity artist Artie Von Charrington, who has agreed to donate an incredibly special piece of art. Yes, 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 yes. I've, 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 I've got the newest thing in art that's going to, uh, is going to raise the money required to fix the climate problem. The entire, the entire. Yes, yes, the whole problem. All of it. All of it. So we'll be sucking the plastic out of the oceans. We'll be reflecting the sunlight back into into the sky. Yeah. We'll be refreezing the North Pole. Well, if this sells enough uh, for a high enough amount of money, which I'm sure it will, because it's the new big thing, I'm sure we can fix all of that. I'm here today to announce I will be raising money for climate change charities using the new. Fight climate change NFT drop. A- an NFT. Yes, yes, I hear they're very popular and going for lots of money, so I have made a digital JPEG that will require whoever purchases it to keep it authenticated on a blockchain. Right, and we couldn't just screen cap that. No, no, NFTs are the point. People want to spend money on NFTs, they don't want JPEGs. And you think that will protect the environment? Yes, it'll save lots of money and that'll fix the problem, probably. Late-stage capitalism, everybody. Yeah! New from Electronic Active Softworks, the Meat Collection. It's a collection of games at low, low prices. Do you want all of those good, good indie games you've heard about? And maybe a few that you don't give a fuck about and no one's ever heard of ever and you'll probably never even play even if you get them, but there's like one really good game that you've heard about and you really want badly, so you'll pay like whatever the minimum, bare minimum is to get. Do you want all that and an ability to help us give a 5% tax, I mean a uh, donation to charity? You can pick the charity. 5% 5% of the profits will go to that. That's Electronic Anti Softworks, the Meek Collection. Get it now, now, no, no, no. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Uh, well, today, something I put in my eyes was the view out of a train window. Clickety clack. Clickety clack, I went on an actual train. Actual train. I, I did so because medical appointment that required a train journey. Um, I have. Basically not left my town in over a year. I've been very good and very well behaved in lockdown. And a thing came up that required travelling 
And while, you know, there was a little bit of me that was like, ah, that's kind of scary and I need to be cautious about this, there was also a bit of me that goes, yes, but it is okay to be excited that I'm on a train and to savour that. Because the last train journey I took before lockdown, I didn't know it was going to be my last train journey. I didn't, you know, savour it, take it all in. Um, So I basically, I had a train carriage all to myself. It was completely empty. It was just me. And I just got to sit on a train and look out the window and enjoy all the clickety-clack sounds. Um, Because there was no one else in the train carriage, I just took my headphones off and just listened to the click-clack sounds and... Just taking the headphones off in public. I know, right? A but bold there, move. There were there were no like people sounds to drown out. It was just the sounds of the train. So I just oh. went the train sounds and ah, uh, mm, uh, I miss trains. Trains miss you too. Yeah, it was very nice to just be on a train and be like, oh heck, I'm traveling efficiently from one location to another in a predetermined order and time and following the schedule and it goes click clack and it rumbles a bit and it shakes a little bit and there's nice things to see outside yeah. it was a perfect day to be on a train it was a lovely day it today. was such a perfect day today like i could not have asked for a better day to be my first time going somewhere mm-hmm. in like a year um i got to see many many sites it was very weird uh going along some areas that i have played in train simulator recently <laughs> and being like Oh yeah, oh yeah, this is this is a real location. It doesn't just exist in the video game. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, it 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 re it reaffirmed my love of trains and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tra- train simulator Fridays on stream are gonna very much continue to be a thing for a while, I think. Station Friday, Station Friday. Ooh. Ah trains. I got I got very excited the train pulled pulled up and I was like, ah, it's- for me, I'm getting on the train. <laughs> I was, I was very excited. I'm glad. I'm glad you had the thing you liked. Yay! Life good. Now, now, if only I can get back to swimming at some point, that'll be great. Oof, yes. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. That's that is that is the other thing I've been missing. Mm-hmm. Like, let me let me splish splash. I mean, also, I could really do with the fucking exercise. I mean, that too. <laughs> Just let me, let me splash in the water. Uh, what have you put in your eyes this week? Well, since we have remained in lockdown for a, another April, uh, yeah. shut up and sit down. Did their uh, convention shucks online again? Was the last all shucks a year ago? Yeah. Oh, that feels... I. In my brain, that was only like four or five months ago. That was I like think, well, I, 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 I could be wrong, but I, I think it was a year ago. I mean, that makes sense, but also ah, <laughs> no, mm. don't like that. I'm afraid so. I don't like that at all. So yeah, we've had another all shucks, and and it was good. We 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 saw lots of good board games, and the 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 the, the boys being silly as yeah. they do. Um, yeah, it's been it's been good to see. I I enjoyed all the uh, crunchy heroes, as usual. Mm-hmm. I like a crunchy hero. I saw some good uh, card games. I watched the card games one today. There were some some quite sweet ones in there. It's like some of those. I was like, I got advertised that as somebody who occasionally uses Kickstarter. It's like you'll like villagers. Will I? I'm not kickstarting it. <laughs> well, now it's out. So or it will shortly be out. Yeah. So um, people will be able to get that. It looks alright. Yeah. Have you watched anything else? Uh, 
uh, we both watched the Polyam Cult Party 3 this weekend. That's some wrestling. That's some wrestling. We watched some backyard wrestling mm. happening. Uh, this was... I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a fairly decent... Yeah. Like, set up for, it, for backyard wrestling. Yeah, it was wrestling in a backyard, but it was pretty professional yeah. wrestling in a backyard. Mm-hmm. Go um, professional wrestling. Yeah, go professional wrestling. Um, so, yeah, this is... Uh, I we, we watched this. I did a little pre-show just before. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not much of a wrestling person, but every time the Polyam Cult Party happens, I am like, oh, I like wrestling when... It's you know it's got a little bit of little bit of uh, indie edge to it and some like nice easy to follow storylines that I don't have to be up to date on a lot of angry men to know what's happening. <laughs> um, and the polyam cult party is always very very gay mm-hmm. and very intersectional in mm-hmm. the sort of uh, people you see see taking part and. Yeah. I very much enjoyed the event. Hurrah! I very much enjoyed uh, Commander Sterling's uh, mm-hmm. Sterling Rules match. It was great, but also boo! Boo! <laughs> I don't know what you mean. They followed boo. every one of the rules was followed. Boo. They followed the rules very, very well. Boo. Ster- Commander Sterling has never broken a rule in wrestling. Boo. They have one very legitimate means. <laughs> it was oh, it was beautifully played out. It was wonderful. Like, it was, they 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 are an excellent heel. They are a very very good heel, and they act very well and work the crowd very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as such, boom. Yeah, and it was very nice to get to see them do some good wrestle moves. Wrestle. Uh, yeah. Choke slam. Yeah, that choke slam was real. Was real cool. It was a powerful choke. That was slam. a good choke slam. Mm-hmm. Um. In the process of of watching and also preparing to do the pre-show, I learned about what a lot of wrestling moves are called. Uh, That one in the Sterling Rules match where Kim flipped over the two men doing the sort of forward thing and flipped them both over, that's called a double DDT. I know that because I've watched a lot of wrestling and also subtitled some wrestling this week. I know that because the announcer said it. When she did it. I, I mean, that that too. But I couldn't hear what they were saying at the time. That's fair. Uh, so I had to get help finding out what it was called, because there were too many other audio sources. So many audio sources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you, what have you been watching this week? I watch a bunch more North of the Border videos. Tell me about that. Uh, so North of the Border makes little diorama <gasps> things. We we watched one of those together this we week. We watched the uh, Temple of Time one. Uh, yes, the Breath of the Wild uh, Temple of, of Time. Breath of the Wild Temple of Time, yep. Yeah. Uh, with the, with the sort of holes in the roof and the crumbling, it was a book nook. Yeah, to just stuck in your little bookshelf there and and have like all the little uh, goddess statues. Yeah, and all the little mini goddess statues around it. Again, some of the things they did were like, I don't understand that choice. Oh, now I see it finished. I understand what you were doing. Great foresight for steps down the line of what things will be like, mm-hmm. and the static to make the the grass stand up. Make the grass stand up. Yeah. Well, there was another one where they made the grass stand up, but that was the um uh, making bag end from Lord of the Rings. Ooh. So there is a, a little. Thumbnail, oh wow, it? that's adorable! It's a beautiful little bag end based on the um, Weta Workshop designs for bag end that they used for the movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, they made the, like all the little corridors and stuff, and the beautiful little windows, and and the little front door slightly ajar, so you can sort of see into the Hobbit hole. 
Um, there was another book nook, which was um, Frodo and Sam versus Shelob with Ooh. the big old spider. Um, probably not something everybody wants on their bookshelf. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was there. There was a few others, but I think those were the, the particularly. Oh, the uh, floating island one. That was really good. Um, they used some um, transparent plastic with mm. like a bunch of um, like gel pl- uh, gel plastic over the top of it. Yeah. To like basically hold this uh, foam island in place, hovering. So it looked like there was the, just the waterfall coming down, but oh. that had been used to conceal how it was being held up. And oh, wow. it had like uh, like a, a little. Um, just like a little pond on top, so there was some water on top and like a little tiny tree and um, little rocks in the water below and they did a really good job of like, just like the waves and where it all splashes up from the side of, of this huge waterfall. It was very cool. That sounds lovely. I'm, I'm really loving the north of the border, like like tiny little worlds. I've always liked dioramas. Yeah. I don't think I have the talent to make one myself. I don't but... have the, the fine motor control for mm-hmm. small dioramas. There's one thing, because when, when I used to work in the model shop, I always loved reading the... Um, the like the miniatures uh like accessories um yeah. books because it was like here's here's like just the middle of the book which is clump foliage and different types of foliage yeah. and static grass and this and that and the other and then the rest of the book is just like here's where we've just made beautiful things for train sets or little villages yeah. or whatever else yeah it's like, that's so cute it is well they're tiny little people Indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no, I think we talked about that one already. That was the um, the the Breath of the Wild Guardian. Yes, we talked about that last week, I believe. There we go. Um, yeah, so that was North of the Border on YouTube. Yeah, uh, really good. What about you? Uh, we watched the thing together. Yeah. We watched the finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <gasps> Don't you mean... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I nearly said it. Spoilers. I, I mean, everyone knows what you were going to say. I think <laughs> from episode one, it was fairly predictable what that was going to be. Um, uh, but I haven't said it, so no one in the comments can complain. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Um, I think that that show's final episode was considerably its strongest episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot about it I liked. I think that... Um, there is an antagonist whose arc really kind of got rushed. And yeah. I I think if there's one complaint I have about this series as a whole, it's their rise to being an antagonist and sort of their move onwards from there were mm. both really rushed. I heard there were some like rewrite issues with this. Yeah. Because of COVID. I this is this is the thing. I've heard I've heard the same and it makes some sense but it felt like they should have uh, just rewritten the whole thing in its entirety rather than rewriting bits of it and leaving uh, the rest of it feeling a bit weird enough I'll, in the end. I'll say this I did not need as much um, Sam and Bucky uh, you know having the same conversation several times about like hey you probably shouldn't have uh, given that shield to the museum in episode one like, you could have cut a few of the you shouldn't have given the shield to the museum in episode one conversations mm. to make more room for expand upon this character's arc because yeah. they felt a bit rushed. Yeah. But a lot of my complaints I had early on about the Flag Smashers 
like some of them still stand definitely mm. but i think that the final episode did better than i expected in terms of taking seriously the legitimate criticisms that they had and yeah. not i i think that the final episode handled the flag smashers properly to an extent to an extent yeah i still have com- I, their, their, their ultimate uh, can um ending in that episode was a bit felt a bit like oh okay yeah but like i think that the the sort of conclusion note that the show tries to at least verbally leave on of hey we need to take seriously this thing uh this is why you need to take it seriously yeah like sam's speech was probably the the best part of that entire yeah um yeah Having conversations about things like just because a group does bad actions in term in the way that they have tried to get their position heard does not mean you should dismiss the thing they're fighting for mm-hmm. was a well put together thought. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Sam's talk at the toward the end of that episode was like, "That's good. I approve of that. That's a good note for you to end this on." Um. So yeah, I I didn't dislike it. I alright. I I, 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 I definitely it. wasn't rooting for who I suspect I was supposed to be rooting for for I mean, most of that. Show. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I I didn't have. I, I had a good time watching it. It it was switch your brain off and ignore some some critiques and yeah yeah. It was, I had an alright time watching it. Yeah. I'm more excited to watch Loki, I'll be honest. I mean, yeah, I'm more excited to watch the Marvel series that have more comedy and silliness to their overall premises. And not, uh, and aren't just USA, USA. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else this week? We watched the first seven minutes of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> we did! I don't understand I... how that flows into the rest of the film because no, it, but there's that scene and it's like, ah, oh, okay, well, I guess that's Sub Zero and I, I guess that's Scorpion, and that I, I can't see how their arc is going to take them to the, the, the ninja outfits from the game. Yeah, and then like the, the end of the trailer is like, and here's the rest of the film, and I'm just like, but I don't. I'm, How are these things the same film? I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of intrigued. There's a bit of me that kind of <laughs> wants to watch it as a... Tune in next week. I mean, as a probably kind <laughs> of bad, but maybe kind of fun film. Those first seven minutes were very good. I mean, I really enjoyed Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So yeah. I, 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 I think I'll be disappointed how by how bad it isn't. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of want to watch it before we record this next week. Well, I kind of want to watch Mortal Kombat. Goals. Yeah. I'm sure we can manage that. Uh, have you watched anything else this That's week? That's everything. Uh, the last thing I've been watching, I've been uh, continuing to work my way through Skate the Infinity, which is a sports anime about skateboarding, about illegal street slalom skateboarding. Um but with, like, you know, cool anime moves and whatnot. Um, I've been really enjoying the sort of genre flip stuff that this particular show has been doing. Um, so the main character you're sort of introduced to in episode one is your sort of um, 
aspiring, wants to be the very best skater. But very quickly, the show kind of flips that on its head and introduces you to um, previously professional snowboarder who takes very quickly to skateboarding. And uh, it's it's very interesting watching a show where the the character that is clearly the main character uh, very quickly is shown to not be the best and not really have any hope at being the best as they'd hoped, and to be very quickly monumentally eclipsed in skill, mm. creates a very interesting tension to the narrative. Um, yeah. It's... It is very much, at least in its early episodes, a show about the relationship between two people um, and how... It's about how it can be difficult on a relationship between two people if someone who's barely started a thing that you pride yourself on is suddenly better than you mm -hmm. and struggling with not feeling resentment about that and trying to be like, no, I should feel supportive of my friend but why do I feel kind of kind of pissed off that they've only just started doing this and they're already a million miles better than I'll ever be mm. uh, it's a really interesting little show I've I've been enjoying it a lot I am curious where it goes I'm sort of two thirds of the way through the season I want to see where it's going mm. uh, so that's everything I've watched this week excellent well then time for this <laughs> We've got a new sponsor! Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have the miserables? I mean, I occasionally have the miserables. Do you have the incredible depression of depressioniness I... as a result of all the indoor sad no light? I mean, it's been a lot of indoor sad no light and not outside fresh air sunshine. Indeed. My brain is not super keen on that. What if daylight lamp with a fan? <gasps> That's like fresh air and and light and warmth. Exactly. The From the people that brought you daylight lamps, daylight lamp with a fan. <gasps> because lizard brain want to be outside in the weird year. <gasps> I mean, lizard brain do want to be outside in the weird year. Right? So you have all the experience of just like, mm, the wind on your face and the sunlight on your face. But you, you are stayed inside and safe where the plague isn't. Sign me up for a hundred. They're on their way. They will be here Wednesday. Oh, that's, that's, that's quick shipping. Yeah, so head over to daylightlampwithafan.lol.net and enter the code QNPS165 and get 165% off your first order of Daylight Lamp with a Fan. 165% off? Yep, apparently so. So they're going to pay me 65% of the price? Only for your first one. And you did order, like, a hundred. I'm going to go in and amend that order. One is good. <laughs> Although my first order was... My first order was for a hundred lamps. <laughs> Broke the system. You did. <laughs> ah, it turns out they've just gone out of business. Apparently they've shipped a hundred lamps and sent you a lot of money. I'm sorry to everyone else, but I will have the happiest lizard brain. <laughs> oh no, are you hoarding them like Playstations? I'm not hoard that's that's hoarding them to not use and sell at a markup. I'm buying them all to sit here to surrounded. line the entire house. Yeah. To just everywhere in the house be lizard brain happy because <laughs> wind and light. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. So uh 
we finally announced that new update for our uh, monster hunting game. Yeah, yeah. That's been very popular. Exactly. Everyone's been very much enjoying the monster hunting game. Yeah. And they're, they're very excited about uh, new content and new monsters. Yeah. And, you know, we're giving those away uh, for free. Uh, but fear not. Fear not. I did sneak something into the update to make sure we can get some money out of this. Right. I like money. So, yeah. So, you know how until now people have been able to, in the monster hunting game, uh redo their character customization or the cosmetic stuff for free at any time as often as they like. Right. Yeah, that's now going to be a paid thing. I love it when we take things away because now they, they've had a taste of it. Exactly. Now they're going to need to buy single-use digital tokens to be able to do it per time. Oh man, I love a single-use digital token. Exactly. So I called this meeting because... I, I think we're onto something here, and I need to know what other features currently exist in video games that we can take out and start charging for that were previously free. Character selection. Okay, okay. Like, previously you could select a character, now it looks like the original version of Killer Instinct on the Xbox. Oh, I see, I see. So not just, like, a generic character from the selectable pool, but just, like, not even... You get Jago, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, except not Jago, because that costs money to license. Yeah. Don't we own that? I, I mean, we maybe we do. I lose track of what we own. We own everything. We keep buying shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if we took out um the start button? Right. The start button is now a paid feature. Right. If the game is running, you can keep playing it, but... Every time you want to go from the game is shut to starting the game, it's going to cost you money. You know, a while ago, there was a game that I think that we could use as a very, very serious, like a like a blueprint for our yeah, future game. Yeah. It was a game called DLC Quest. Oh, that one. I remember that. Yeah. What if we just did that, but for real? What if we took the thing that was parody, but we just did it? We took the amazing action platformer that we've spent money on building and we, you know, crunched a heck and it's been out. Maybe a month. Yeah. And then we just went, oh, there's new DLC coming. Free free update on that. There'll be all new levels. But uh, we are introducing DLC for literally everything else. Do you want to go left? Do you want to go right? Do you want to jump? Do you want to duck? Do you want to do any kind of an attack? You are fucking genius. I know. What have you put in your ears? Ah, uh, I've not put a lot in my ears this week. It's been a lot of listening to stuff that I've already listened to because uh, traveling and going back out in the outside world, I wanted familiar and safe and known things. Um, well, I listened to two new pieces of music. Uh, I listened to a track called Joyful Thought by a band called Mom. Uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating little track. Um... Imagine if uh, Daria from that 90s animated uh, show... You mean Daria? Yeah, Daria. Daria Morgendorfer. Yeah. D imagine if Daria, in her disaffected tone, was singing about how happy and safe someone made them feel. Um, like, over an upbeat synth pop sound... Like, uh, a beat. Okay. It's slightly discordant. It clashes, but in a way that feels... Reminiscent of someone who's used to being sad and is suddenly happy and doesn't quite know what to do with that. It's it's a really interesting track of, oh, you make me feel really happy and safe, but like, 
I'm I'm used to being completely, you know, d- disenfranchised youth of the 90s. What do I do with happy? Happy's not a feeling I know what to do with. Um, but yeah, that's hence the, the sort of Daria-esque delivery over this positive, upbeat melody and lyrical structure. It's a real interesting track. Uh, and the other one is a track called Animal Crossing Freestyle by Ben Yen. And it's what it sounds like. It's a freestyle rap over a piece of Animal Crossing music with a good drum beat underlaid under it. Just all about how good this guy's Animal Crossing Island is and how it's really rad. It's a short track, but it's really fun. It's a real nice little bit of music. Yay. What about you? What have you listened to this week? I started listening to Dice, Dice Funk Season 8. Oh, how are you Which getting weird because I haven't listened to Season 7. But they are all self-contained stories. They are indeed all self-contained stories. How are you getting on with Season 8? I'm enjoying it. It's, it's, it's nice, to, uh, nice to get back to this. I've had a bit of a rest. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I was a bit dice funked out. It's been it's been nice to have like come back to it after a while. Yeah. And and be like, yeah, I'm ready to engage with this more and, and and enjoy that more. Um Everyone's good. I'm liking liking all the new peeps. Yeah. Uh and, and obviously the return of Skitch. Yeah. Master of rules. Master of rules. Master of, of law building. Master of intense backstories. The most intense characters and backstories. Yeah, every character Skitch creates, if you've never listened to Dice Funk, uh, it has like hundreds of pages of like lore and world building. Like if you ask Skitch any question about his characters, it's like, oh yeah, what were they doing when they were eight years old? Oh, let me consult Where did they the document. Go to school? Yeah. As opposed to me, who's just like, this is my character, their name is a pun, I based everything around that, I will make anything else up on the my, fly. My characters, I I decide I decide events about their life as I'm exploring them. Mm-hmm. I don't like to come in with too much up front, because I'm like, I, I want the room to... If someone asks me a question, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, I hadn't considered that, let me rewrite my, my, my character a little bit... Because here's a really cool opportunity to make something interesting out of this. Mm-hmm. I like to have that room to not be... To learn who my character is as I play them. Nice. Yeah. That's different styles of play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think Murray's doing a good job. I'm enjoying yeah. Slime as a character. Slime's wonderful. I'm enjoying all your puns. Yeah. Even if I help write some of them. You did indeed. <laughs> I've been I've been saving some puns. I've got some puns left to dole out when the moment is right. I'm glad you. I I, I noticed you like lashed like three or four out in a go. Yeah, I did sort of quite a big batch at the start, mm-hmm. and then I peppered like three or four in, and now I've been doing sort of one per episode ish, and I have my favourite pun set aside for finale, uh. like. It, or for whatever the final episode, like if 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 Neelith dies before the finale, as she's dying, she'll just blurt out a pun on her deathbed. Because correct, got to make sure it it gets out there. But I've got I've got the pun saved up. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very good series. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Um, I look forward to hearing some more of it. Yay! Uh, what else have you listened to? That's everything I've listened to, really. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Time for this. Have you been basically inside for a year? Uh-huh. Managed to avoid all the outside and plaguiness? Yeah. Not forced into an office or, or a shop by no. an uncaring employer? No. Are you concerned about your reintegration back into the outside world? Mm-hmm. 
We have the answer. Outdoor VR. It's a gentle introduction to the outdoors following your year indoors. Oh, I feel the, the nice weather and all of the outside, but in my face it looks like I'm still inside. I can handle this. It's specially paired right now with a daylight lamp plus a fan <laughs> to give you all the extra feels of being outdoors while being indoors and safely, safely introduced back into the outside world like a small animal that's recently been healed from an injury. Oh, a small safety enclosure to get used to this. <laughs> that's outside VR. Mm. And a bucket of custard. Moving on now, there has been a rash of brutal boopings on our brave, brave officers. One officer is thought to be in ICU with an extremely mild skin abrasion, which they suffered as a result of hurling themselves dramatically to the floor after receiving such a boop. Indeed, the very threatening and violent small tap has left the officer debilitated and they may never recover. Indeed, what has become of our beloved city that these Antifa super soldiers can go around booping people with uh, lightly with a stick? Indeed, this is violence of the cruelest order. No one has ever been more violent than this, particularly in interactions between people and police. Absolutely. This is the most violent a police and person interaction has ever been. Indeed. The, pol the you know, the, the police always on their best behaviour. Why the people not do the same? Exactly. It's it's absolutely outrageous. Our brave, brave people on the streets. And, you know, just, 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 it, it, it infuriates me that people are like this to our brave street people. Indeed. Daring to do small, inconsequential tappings upon officers is unforgivable. Yes, and the suggestion that the person who did the booping was an undercover officer is completely... It's, 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 it's unacceptable. All allegations that the person in the footage very slowly was going away and somehow was not chased by the police is purely coincidental. Indeed. The, the reason the officer stopped was checking that they had backup because clearly the person who had done the attack was very dangerous and they shouldn't be going into that alone. Now I think about it like I'm surprised they didn't just... You can tell it was a fellow officer because otherwise they'd have just shot him on the street, right? I mean, yeah. Apparently, like, that particular um, police force have done some really shitty things in the past. This is the ones that claim they were poisoned by milkshakes. Oh, this is them! Yeah. Mm. I feel like we should leave that info in at the end. <laughs> I feel like that's important context. <laughs> yeah, like, people have been looking into this particular um, precinct, and apparently they do a lot of really shady shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost like they might have paid someone to gently boop an officer with a stick so that they... It was they... probably another officer, just yeah. in a hoodie. Took his badge off. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, stop him. He got away. Also, like, the fact that the old guy's, like, on the floor by the end of it, and then just as, the, like, the end of the shot, He's, he sort of looks up in a sort of like, okay, we we done? Yeah. Oh, no. They're uh. down still. Uh, oh. The guy that runs away stops, looks back, and then keeps running. Yeah, che checking that the film is... We he walks up and makes eye contact with the officer before he boops him with the stick. <laughs> 
We good? Uh, action. Boop! Ah! Why were they filming a random police officer standing, writing nothing on a notepad? It's very important. Clipboard nonsense bollocks. I hope all of this stays in. <laughs> I'm up for it if you are. Yep. Uh, brave, brave officers. Brave, brave officers. A-cab. A-cab. Questions, Sam. Let's have a questions. What's the questions? Uh, Marcus Hades asks, has Laura seen the Kickstarter for Unbeatable? Because the description, <laughs> uh, a game where music is illegal and you do crimes, sounds like something she'd say. Ha ha. Ha ha. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have seen it. It looks fantastic. Uh, I am very excited for that game. When I saw it, my first thought was, aha, so this is a better version of No Straight Roads. There's no Marilyn Manson in it, as far as I can tell. Yeah, oh, what was... Yes, what was that Marilyn Manson one? That, that was... was No Straight Roads, wasn't it? Uh, no Straight Roads was the, um... Uh, it was whatever the Switch one was where you were on the back... Oh, no, it's um Game Pass, isn't it? Back of the car, and you're uh, shooting out the back with... That's not No Straight Roads. No Straight it? Roads is the one where you were the two musicians fighting the music industry who banned rock music but loved EDM. That was the anime one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the sort yeah, of anime yeah, yeah, okay. third-person one. Um, I know what game you're thinking of. I've played it, but I don't remember yes. what it's called. Um, Yes, it doesn't seem to be either of those two games which both have the premise of... Um, rock music is the best and only good kind of music and all the other music is uh, either shit or uh, the villain. Specifically the reason I was relating it to the one where you're drumming on the back yeah. of the car is because you've only got two controls up and down. Yes. Because I think in that you do like top lane and bottom lane to, yeah. to shoot the zombies chasing the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, I've seen games that have had the music is banned premise before, but this one... Seems to be less elitist about genres. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a, a much more like defined and interesting art style, and it's got many, many good gay-looking rock ladies in it. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's going to be my jam. Nice. So I am excited to give that a go. Jam good. Lucy Evans asks, "What weapon would you give the best gen would give the best gender reveal?" Um. I, I mean, at this point, nuke, because it would just... It would end further gender reveals for a while. Uh, Starkiller base? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we blew up every planet in a solar system. It's a penis! <laughs> oh, oh. Um, a special space-based ray gun that only gets rid of... Uh, that that targets people who would have gender reveal parties. <laughs> Congratulations! It's no more gender reveal parties. Ah, truly the greatest. Isn't there like a Halo weapon that destroys? Yeah, galaxies or something. Yeah, yeah, but just target it on just the people who would do gender reveals. A supermassive black hole. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> gender reveals are weird. Don't do a hey, my baby has these genitals party. Yeah. Yeah. No one needs a hey. Here's what. Baby gentles are gonna happen, party. Stop. Yeah, stop being weird about that. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Uh, Larry Yelling NB asks uh, If men are miserable piles of secrets, according to Dracula, uh, what does he think are some other, uh, of some other popular genders? Um, women. Pretty alright, them. Dracula's got no real hard feelings either way on women, I think. Non binaries. 
absolutely badass. Indeed. Uh, agender people are forced to be reckoned with. Gender fluid people. Hmm. What, just a pondering, hmm, hmm, strokey chin. Uh, by gender people, um, cosmically unknowable. It's true. <laughs> uh, Samuel West asks, did Smudge have a nice nap today? She did. Very much so. She did. And when she woke up, she was getting head scratches. Yeah. She she came and had a nap on me when I got home, and it was a very good cuddle. Before that, she'd been having a nap on the blanket just behind me. Yeah. She had a good dribble as she was napping. She's very dribbly She's cat. She's very dribbly cat. <laughs> um, Lucy asks, what game should I attempt to stream first? Ah! It depends on the specs of your computer. I would say something uh, like fairly low. Fairly low spec. Um, You know what? Paul? One that I played recently that I think lends itself very much to being streamed is Later Alligator. Mm-hmm. It is a low-spec, low-tech-hardware-requiring game that is mechanically nice and simple. Like, it's not like you're going to get stuck on any puzzles or anything. It's it's simple to progress through. And it has a lot of uh, characters uh, that give you a good opportunity to do silly voices and to read uh, text so that you're talking about something and to then discuss what you thought of those characters and every few minutes you move on to a new character and have something new to talk about it's a very good streaming game yeah um, Portal yeah Portal's great fun Portal is great fun uh, it's, it's great fun Um, I, I would say play it through the day before you're gonna stream yeah. it just so you can have less of those I know this game inside out. How am I fucking this up? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the thing. If you're doing a game that you might get stuck on, maybe... D- because here's the thing. For the first stream, you are going to have a little bit of anxiety about, oh, there's people watching. Yeah, yeah. it's surprising. It, it, you can be as good as games as you like, but a second, the second you get on stream and suddenly you have to it's, talk and play... It's you have to talk and game and keep an eye on chat, potentially... Your brain is being split in a couple of directions, and you, it's called the, the people refer to it as the stream attacks. Mm-hmm. The, there is a tax on your brain which will suddenly make you forget how to do basic shit. Yeah, you might be an elite gamer, but suddenly you're gonna find, like, hang on, what? How does any of this work? What am you I doing? You have to here? be okay with sucking. You have to be okay with sucking, and in my case with the ADHD, you yeah. have to be okay with asking your co host, can you, can you repeat that? Because. I've become massively confused by the thing on screen, the chat, the question you just asked me, and my own brain thoughts. Yeah. Uh, know that certain games are not always good streaming material. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's a game... Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, having a really interesting time with it, but that is a game that really wants you to sit and take your time reading through fake website pages and solving mysteries and really pondering stuff which you might suddenly go, oh my god, I can't work out how to progress because stream tax on brain. You can always ask chat for yeah. advice, um, which is a good one. Oh, uh, the other, the one I learned recently is don't be upset if you don't have a huge number of viewers. Because yeah. I think, what was it, the thing we read the other week about, if you've got 11 or more viewers, uh, you're doing better than like 70% of people yeah. on Twitch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, an average viewers of six on your stream puts you in the top, like, 30% of people on the platform. 
Um, Which is wild. Most people stream to basically no one. Don't feel bad about numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, there are streams I will do sometimes where, like, uh, my, my average is usually somewhere between 75 and 100, which is lovely. But sometimes I'll pick a game and that game just won't resonate and I'll get, like, 15 people show up mm-hmm. and be like, that's still better than most people on the platform, so I will be happy I've got it. Yeah, I had, I've had a few genuine moments over the last year where I've been like, it is a huge tax on my brain yeah and and just life in general to to do streams yeah so maybe i should just quit and then like reading that statistic i was like you know what no i will i guess i'm doing as well as a decent number of people on the platform yeah you you have only so many people who can watch these things you have a lovely engaged audience potatoes that's the thing it's even if your audience is small that's still people rocking up being like, I want to set this night of the week apart to regularly come watch you play games. Yeah, f- find however many of your other friends that will sit and watch you play a video game while yeah. you waffle at them Indeed. for two hours at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Uh, no, I absolutely, lo- I lo- I absolutely love the Tatoes and I love um, hanging out with Nicks yeah. and, and it's... just... Pl- it, it's, if anything, for, for the longest time when I couldn't make time during the day i have yeah. been <clears throat> finding ways to <laughs> play video games recently a bit more but um like for a longest time that was the only time i could could play a video game yeah it's like this is it this is all i've got to talk about this is what i played on the stream yeah it's <laughs> it's just a case of going knowing what what for you will feel like it has been worth streaming mm. and you ideally want to be in a place where it's like I'm gonna like I want to play this anyway. I have a uh, period of time where I want to play games, and if people are there, that's lovely. That's great. Yeah, try to avoid the mindset of ah, but I'm not getting the thousands of viewers. Therefore, yeah. I am failing and bad, and this is yeah. pointless. <laughs> uh, Phoenix Two Hill asks, "Hi, Phoenix, how are you? Invent a pointless gamer product." Um. Gamer Mist. Ooh. Um, Mist. Let's let's say that this is part. Uh, you know when you get like canned spray uh, water that's like cooling water mist. Mm-hmm. It's for cooling you down, but also it's it caffeinated. Is, it's also caffeinated. <laughs> it's also deodorant. Ooh. There you go. Like close your eyes while you spray it. It's cool and refreshing and caffeinating, and also it'll make you stink a little less. Or open your eyes and just inject caffeine. <laughs> Eyeball some caffeine. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad idea. No, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Um, gamer cheese. Oh, tell me about gamer cheese. Everybody loves cheese, right? But no, what if, but yeah. But go what on. if you... <laughs> everybody in the internet loves cheese, right? Like they love bacon. Ah, yes. Meme status, good food. Meme, meme status, good food. What if you had like a bajillion tea cheese? But also it had caffeine in it. Is is what And it was specially designed to make your hands sweat less. It are, are we discovering that be less sweaty and have caffeine is gamer <laughs> product? As far as I'm aware. I mean Is that not gamer product? I mean the gamer goo that I've got on its way to me, I don't know if it's caffeinated, but I I, I sure I, hope I, it is. <laughs> I thought like I remember um years ago, way back at the beginning of the 
was going to say the Co-Optional podcast, but I think it was the Game Station podcast at the time. Mm. Like, in their first episodes, they were talking about Gamer Nuts, which was caffeinated snacks. Uh-huh. What if, what if you had peanuts that were in a crispy coating that was, was spicy and also caffeinated? Uh-huh. Who's going to put the nuts in their mouth? Um, yeah, oh. so game of cheese. It's good. It's good on everything. Very popular in America, where oh, they love could, cheese. You can have a game of pizza you in could. that case. Ah, oh. yeah. We've 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 caffeinated the sausage. We've <laughs> caffeinated the pepperoni. We've caffeinated the pineapple. I mean, caffeinated sausage. Sure, you could call that game of sausage. You could also call it energy sausage, which. I paint a I put energy sausage in my mouth. Yeah, I'll have a good mouthful of energy sausage. Uh, with the, the crust is stuffed with just like caffeine sausage. <laughs> for, for a second, I don't know why I thought this is where you were going. I thought you were going to say the crust was just stuffed with energy drink, just still liquid. <laughs> it's, it, it pours what out. If, what it, or, or what if it's like uh, it's um, thicket and monster? Oh, <laughs> it's just thickened, warm, thick monster. <laughs> That they've wrapped pizza crust around. <laughs> uh, someone hire us to make ideas for getting more products. There we go. We can do this. We know how yeah. it works. Uh, Lucy, Lucy, in response to that, suggested game of thongs. When you want to drop cheeks but not frames, <laughs> buy five pairs and get a code for Outriders. Oh no. That's <laughs> the worst thing. A math tiger suggested a chastity belt for gamers to keep them from playing without permission. No play. It's just a pair of handcuffs with mittens. <laughs> I, I, those probably exist. <laughs> I mean, I know the mittens with, with, with the locks on exist. <laughs> um, uh, Tricky asks, which of the nine layers of hell do you fancy doing spot of tourism in? Uh, do you know the layers of hell off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head. Should we Google them? We should Google them. Okay, the circles of hell. Limbo, that's, you know, the, the standard you just sit yeah, around you, in a you waiting duck room. And you go another thing. Uh, sounds pretty boring, not super into that. Uh, lust sounds like a fun circle of hell. Uh, that That is. That, that is just the sex layer, it seems like. <laughs> um, oh, okay, that's home to the unbaptized and virtuous pagans. Ooh. Oh, oh. Oh, no, that's limbo. Lust, lust is. Anyone controlled by their hormones? Well, I mean. I, I mean, I have Are a bottle. trans people in lust? I have a bottle of hormones that would suggest that's the case. Ah. Um, gluttony sounds like fun. It sounds like I'm there already. Yeah. Uh, greed, I'm not super into. No. Anger, no thanks. No. Um, Ooh, her- love me some heresy. I mean, look, I do heresy, but it's not like I'm having fun. It's just happens to be happening. Definitely not violence. Violence has like an unfun time. There's a whole circle of hell for fraud. Oh yeah, because da- the Dante's Divine Comedy is all about um, just like slagging yeah. off his political opponents. And yeah, stuff, I isn't it? suppose. Yeah. Uh, and the I fin- went to hell and I saw all the bad politicians. Mm. Uh, and then treachery. Uh, I think it's got to be either gluttony or lust. Glust? Glust. Can I do... Well, they're the second and third circles. So can I just, like, stand in the doorway? Yeah, like a cat. Yeah. We'll stand in the doorway between glust and gluttony. Uh, Can lust be a kind of gluttony? And if so, can I enjoy it in the gluttony layer? Too many lust, too many (laughs) lust. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that. It's got to be one of those. Eating too much junk. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> lust sounds fun. Gluttony sounds more likely. Lustony. Yeah. Uh, Future Fishy asks. Who is the best Mario character? Mainly thinking of your typical Mario Kart uh, slash Mario Party roster. Oh. See, if I'm playing Mario Kart, for example, my I always play Toadette. I don't know why. I like Toadette very much. I haven't played it enough modern Mario Kart to, to pick Toadette. I mean, classic Mario Kart, always Toad. Nash. Yeah. Toad or Toadette. I like the, 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 the small Toad characters. 64, probably uh, Wario. Ooh. Especially for playing Block Fort. Yeah, that's that fair. Um, but, I mean, best character, Burdetta? Yeah, if we can go slightly further out, Rabid Peach. I know Rabid Peach is slightly outside the main roster, but... Yeah, I'd like to have Rabbit Peach. I mean, Rabbit yeah. Peach is clearly the best. Rabbit Peach is clearly the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, plush Freb type. Well, there we go. We we have a particular Freb type. Also, look at this adorable drawing of a Freb. Oh, that's a very good Freb. That's a good Freb. Uh, what is your favourite sandwich? Oh, I like a good Marmite and peanut butter. Not the TLC. Uh, the DLC is very, very good, but that's that's a that's a special treat sandwich. That's, a sup. that's not a that's not an everyday sandwich. Uh, like uh, marmite on one slice, peanut butter on the other, slap them together. Uh, the peanut butter just slightly offsets the the sharpness of the marmite in a way that's very pleasant. I mean, if we're going daily sandwich, uh, two slices of thick white bread, thick layer of mayo, thick layer of sriracha, thick layer of cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that's, good stodge. That's, that's very stodge and spicy and creamy. Um, <laughs> um, um. Uh, Kath McGuire asks, "Train's good? <gasps> Train's so good. I like. I don't know if I don't know if I've told anyone this. I like trains. They're very good. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Trains again. So because of the train journey I went on today, um." To to do the train journey, I no matter what route I took, I had to take two trains. Just I had to I had to make a swap. Double but train. because of the timing of when I arrived on the return journey, I had to take three trains, and I was honestly kind of ecstatic about the 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 possibility because it meant more locations and more seeing <laughs> things. And I I I got to go on five trains for one return journey today. What five trains? Just two... for the way back? No, 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 total. Oh, okay. Uh, two up, three back. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, how, how bad was that return journey? No, I went on two up and three back I get for, you, for I one get journey. You. And I know, I feel mildly, you know, guilty about being excited about this, but I'm very excited no. about the fact I got to go on the train. No trains. bad. Only good. If I had to go outside, I'm going to be excited about the trains, and I know that I only did it because it was the only option, so. Celebrate trains. Trains. I mean, you could have got a cab, but I would have felt way worse being in a small contained box with one other person, even if they were wearing a mask. 100%. It was the best option available, which is good because trains. Trains. Wood asks, what kind of bird would you be? Oh, I would be Loch Nery. Just tiny and yellow and tweet 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 t
Uh, yeah, penguin. Yeah, you would. Because penguins are the best. Yeah. Plat, plat. Could they even be an owl? Owls plat, are pretty good. They are very good. Owls are pretty good. We, we An owl and a penguin could be friends. The owl and the penguin went to sea. <gasps> oh, okay, I'll be like a snowy owl. <gasps> a snowy owl. Yeah. Oh, heck, we can hang out in the snow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, snow Yeah. Also, I can fly underwater. Wee. Mm-hmm. I can fly in the air. Together we can fly anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> also, I can do the tummy skid on the land. Yeah, which so I is guess I can fly on land. Exactly, as well. we've got it covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Harry. Right, Barry. How you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You've been uh, up to much? Oh, you know, watching the state of the world, seeing how that's all going. Yeah, but the sun's been out. I mean, sun has been out, and that has been very good for my brain. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So, have you uh, heard what's been happening in India? Um, I mean, I don't think I've heard anything specific recently. I do remember seeing the horrifying scenes uh, a couple of months back, I think, where the uh, the hospital ran out of oxygen and a whole ICU ward had to watch their relatives yeah. dying and the uh, <sighs> particularly graphic scenes of uh, ICU staff crying in a corner. Yeah. So, um, things are getting worse. Um... Currently, India has an inordinate uh, spike in COVID-19 cases uh, to the point that currently more than half of the world's COVID cases reported every day are from India. Um, well, I mean, we should really be getting on shipping them some vaccines, right? Well, that's the problem. That is the problem. So um, <sighs> India is not only having this unfathomably huge spike in covid cases and deaths um this is all also happening alongside um repeatedly us and uk uh, vaccine manufacturers sitting on patents and not letting them be used by the rest of the world absolutely disgusting indeed indeed like look you look at places like the us and the uk both of them are very 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 on top of doing vaccinations both countries are yeah. o- over 50 percent of the country has been uh vaccinated at least uh, at least had one shot of the vaccine and you know, you know a lot of the ones that haven't been vaccinated decided they didn't want to well, exactly for their own selfish but, reasons yeah but like vac- vaccines are rolling out very effectively in those two countries but if you look at so many parts of the world like in this example india they they do not have the ability to buy vaccines because most of them have been bought up by the US or the UK or parts of Europe, uh, and they do not have the ability to make their own because of prohibitively expensive patents. And they haven't developed their own one yet. Exactly. And uh, the things that the thing that is horrifying to see is the descriptions and explanations some of the vaccine uh, producing companies have given for why they are not dropping the uh, patents. Um, the most horrific one I saw was basically boiled down to um, we can't give this technology uh, take these patents down because that will give our, our mRNA vaccine technology to the world, which could allow countries like India or China to develop not only COVID vaccines, but down the line, uh, you know, create vaccines that cure other diseases 
and that's our proprietary technology. They'd be making vaccines that we wouldn't profit off. So, um, like one of the the explicit example was that that it might that technology might get used for cancer, um, therapeutics or vaccines down the line by other countries. And the idea that a pr you'd put out a press release saying, no, we can't have China develop a vaccine for cancer because we won't get money for that. Therefore, we're not going to let you have a vaccine. That let you make a vaccine that would s prevent your country being over half of the world's COVID cases and deaths is fucking monstrous. It's a lot. It, 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 yeah, because I mean, like, all, all I'd really heard on this story was that Bill Gates said no. Yeah, no. When... I hadn't heard, like, just the start, just the monstrous bullshit yeah. from these uh, capitalist pigs. Exactly. And I, 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 I wish every single one of them a, a, a very sincere fuck off and die. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Hey, maybe here's the thing. Once, once a vaccine has, um, has, has created enough, enough profit for the company that created it to recoup the costs that were used to create it, all vaccines or medication should at that point have their patterns made available. You know, I do I would argue that they should just automatically be available well, for the betterment of I, everyone in the world. I, I agree with you, but I, I also can see the argument for like there is there is a if it wasn't a for profit yeah. industry in the first place, yeah. it wouldn't be a case of well we do need to recoup our money, otherwise how will we make more? Well, and just the idea that oh well, if we make it, other people might use our technology to to heal other things. Good, yes, let's agreed. all work together yeah. for science for the betterment Indeed. of 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 our speed. I am, hmm. yeah, yeah. The idea of we are going to sit on this so that we can make profit, so that uh, while other people can't save lives, is fucking monstrous. Monstrous. <sighs> I hate these people, and I don't. Indeed. I don't do hate a lot. No, but I agree. I, I, I have very little hate, but I do hate these people. Guillotines. Indeed. Um, oh, it's a public domain, right? Yeah, yeah. And even just looking aside from India, there are so many parts of the world right now that are looking at, like, even, even countries like, say, Australia currently is expecting to have all of its citizens uh, fully vaccinated by mid-2023. Like, the UK and the US should not be barometers for how the world is doing at vaccination because we are definitely outliers and other countries need to be able to ramp up vaccine production so that they can get on top of this as well. Absolutely. And the other thing is, like as, as people have pointed out, that the countries that aren't able to vaccinate, they are going to be places where potentially we are going to see more mutations and, yeah, and, and potentially much worse things. Yeah. And that's going to be another pandemic. Exactly. The the world getting vaccinated as a whole is as important as you where you personally live getting vaccinated because all those countries that are not vaccinated are going to develop mutations because of the fact the virus has been passed around and around and around and that increases the chance of a vaccine resistant variant popping up. It is in everyone's interest not even beyond the you should not want people to die. It is in your interests, you know, selfishly to see the world vaccinated so that this virus goes away. Yeah, I mean, sadly, it does fall into that whole, uh, you know, the, the the thing we have come to expect these days from capitalism, that fascism is, is 
is an inbuilt part of later stage capitalism and the fact that they will go well no we don't want them having having this thing because they might make money off of it and then that's going to mean that there is more uh potential mutations and that will be well now we have to cr- close the borders and be more nationalistic and be more more everything else about this yeah. Ah, the love, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Ah, I'm very angry. Oh no, I know. Hopefully, uh, won't be long before you've at least uh, been vaccinated, and we can get maybe safely start reintroducing proper hugs. That'd be nice, but yeah. still, yeah. Gosh, we're gonna make some tea. Yeah, something to calm down, mate. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. So, Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? You can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, every Friday I upload episodes of Accessibility, which is a show all about accessibility and representation in the games industry. Uh, I've got books as well. Um, Uncomfortable Labels, that's about being autistic and trans. That's out now. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, that's out now. That's about video game character butts. It's got a bunch of good pictures in it. Um, Gender Euphoria is about non-cis people's positive gender-affirming real-life stories. It's an anthology. It's coming out on June 10th, 2021. It's been printed. Mm. Copies exist. Soon I will have... By the time you hear this, I will have my author copies. And I probably will be either in the process of signing copies or working out how and when I'm going to sign copies. So backers should have their copies ASAP, they, I just need to get the signed one signed and then I can start getting them out to people. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, also, podcasts. Pixel Square. It's about video game character porn. Um, there is... I was going to say Queer and Pleasant Strangers. We're on that one. Mm. Uh, Podquisition. We tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Uh, there is Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast. Each season's its own story. Jump into any one. I'm on season's Three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Also, I'm on a show with you that isn't this one. What's what's that? That's Polyarmory. It's it is the fifth edition real play podcast with questionable morals. We've got Tabaxi that sing and a horrifying tower made of something. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh huh. Mmm. Ah, yeah. We have a lot of fun doing that. I also make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. You can find that on my SoundCloud. Um, I've got a, I've got a Patreon of my very own. That's patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 76-hour work week. For $10 a month, you can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers and Polyarmory and anything else I have time to edit on a Wednesday. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, all of, I, I do other stuff too. I, st- I, I stream on Thursdays at, uh, 1730, uh, 1930 UK time. I know my 24-hour clock. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, all of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac that's j-a-n-e-i-a-c and then it's just one click to wherever you want to go for cool t-shirt designs or anything else yeah so Laura <gasps> sing us out please darling until next time be a stranger be a stranger